We would like to just take a second to help you make the final decision on your new Kydex holster. We the People offers all American-made holsters designed for everyday carry. Whether it's inside the waistband or outside, these holsters are made with quality and don't break your bank like other high-end holster companies. And plus, they offer free shipping on all orders in the USA. So go have a look, and while you're at it, check out what else they have to offer. Merch link in bio. Welcome. Our podcast is brought to you by RPG Coffee Company. They are a veteran-owned and operated socially responsible coffee company born to support the members of the military, law enforcement, and firefighting communities by donating 50% of their profits to them. Do not wait until you run out. Stay ready to rock by having RPG Coffee delivered straight to your door each and every month with our coffee club, the coffee that gives back. Hello, we're at the 2020 ATA show at uh, Veteran Innovative Products, uh, an all-American made and manufactured broadhead. So we've got a new one for 2020 called the Combat Veteran 4-Blade. As you can see, 4-Blades got a lot of the same high-quality materials we use with our original 2-Blade Veteran, but the Combat Veteran has a different deployment system. How it deploys is you just squeeze a little bit on your main blades, okay, those compress, and then the broadhead opens still has our momentum management compressible blade technology so the cutting diameter is inch and a quarter by two inches on this when deployed uh, in flight it's one inch by inch and a quarter another feature we added this year with these heads uh, is that you can exchange the bone breaching field point tip with a 125 grain setup if you would like so swap the tip out get you 125 grains instead of 100 which is big with those western hunters and then it's really simple to lock back in place roll those blades up and then it's a click and another click on the other side it's completely set in will not prematurely deploy will not rattle free solid containment 100 percent deployment every time so we've made a lot of good adjustments and refinements to it to make sure that it's guaranteed to deploy every single time so that's what's new for vip this year Tetra was the first site that we introduced the infinite adjust system on the front end. With previous sites, we had what we call a hopscotch or plug and play type of scope housing, where you had to bolt the scope housing to the frame to find the correct location. The Tetra changed that with the infinite adjust system. So now, when you sight in your 20 yard mark, you can really fine tune by sliding the whole scope housing up and down in this channel system. That's probably one of the biggest features to the Tetra. Another key feature of the Tetra is Ninja Star yardage wheel. Getting a better hold on the yardage wheel, especially when you're hunting and you have heavier gloves on, the Tetra does have 100 yard capabilities with the yardage tape, and that's to the yard. A couple other key features of the Tetra is you get both third and second axis for even more precision. But one of the key features as far as looks goes is we've updated the front end or the housing of the Tetra. So now you have a brighter, larger uh, scope ring which helps with peep alignment as well as a built-in scope level which is just more secure. The Tetra is available in a fixed frame bracket with, with three different mounting locations as well as a dovetail or tournament edition uh, so you can adjust the distance that the scope housing is away from your bow and the Tetra is also available in three different scope housing sizes. You get an inch and five eighths, an inch and three quarter as well as a new four pin multiple pin head. 
All the heads are interchangeable. All the Tetras are compatible with any of our accessories. For more information, you can visit our website at www.hhasports.com. All right, folks, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Bucks America Cooking Edition here. So tonight I have Justin Fiskajan on here, and we, if you guys listen to his podcast on Wednesday, we were talking about turkey hunting, and that's what actually what we're going to be talking about. We're talking about spring uh, bird for dinner. And so I'm going to let Justin take over here. So I kind of gave him some some inspiration on what he wanted to how we should talk about it. But, man, Justin, talk about that bird that you cooked up. Yeah, no, it's it's kind of a funny story. Uh, like we touched on in the in the podcast, uh, my son got his first bird this year, and it's kind of funny because even as a two year old last year, he he was kind of a picky eater. You know, he, right around two years old, he started getting to be a little bit of a picky eater. And I had killed a couple birds in the spring last year with my bow, and uh, okay, I tried kind of something new and different. And he loved it, man. He would not let me eat any of the, the turkey when I made it this way. I mean, it was his. And it's kind of funny because he, he had a tough time separating turkey from jerky when he was talking about it. So sometimes it sounded like he was saying he wanted more jerky when really he was asking for the turkey that was in the fridge. So okay. it's his all-time favorite recipe. It's not super difficult to, to cook. And what I'm going to touch on is uh, my favorite cut of the turkey, which is, is, the, is the breast meat. So after okay. harvesting a turkey, what I'll do is kind of split it down that breastbone and full, you know pull the feathers and, and the skin back and cut out the the two. I cut it into two chunks on each side of the breastbone. I'll cut out the big chunks of white meat, and then okay. I'll trim it the best that I can. If I happen to put an arrow through the breast, I'll kind of trim around where that was because sometimes it'll lodge some feathers through there too. So try to clean and wash that best I can. Trim it up. Mm-hmm. If it's really bloodshot, I'll. I'll soak it in, in some ice water and salt, but, okay. um, to, to get kind of the blood and stuff pulled out of there. And then what I'll do is after it's all trimmed up and clean is I like to marinate it usually for overnight. If I can, you know, somewhere around eight to 12 hours. And okay. Okay. I'll use, uh, Italian dressing and then I'll put in some rosemary. You know, I can put in, I usually put in a little bit of pepper and then maybe just a dash of like, uh, garlic salt or onion powder and then I'll okay. mix that all up and then covers fully submerge the the breast in like a, a pan covered in tin foil and then I'll put it in a fridge right. to keep it nice and cool mm-hmm. and I'll let it marinate for for overnight and then my my favorite way to cook them is on my I got a little green mountain grill and so right. what I'll do is I'll set the temperature on that usually right around somewhere between 200 to 225 degrees and right. I'll take the, okay. the the turkey breast out of the marinade and you can, you can dry, pat them dry a little bit, but usually I, I like to leave them, you know, with a little bit of that liquid coating on them, I'll put them mm-hmm. in there, stick the temperature probe inside. And it generally takes, I want to, I'm going off memory from last year right now, but I want to say anywhere from, uh, four to six hours, probably at you know, around 200 degrees to get them up to that correct internal temperature, which I want to say is somewhere right around 160 degrees. Uh, Okay. So I'll usually flip them only one time and that's when they get up to somewhere around, you know, 120 degrees and then I'll flip them and just to get kind of the sear marks and stuff on the opposite side. And then I have a a probe that that sticks into the meat that I can read externally. So I don't have to keep opening and closing the, the smoker. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. I've tried it with a couple different types of pellets in that Green Mountain pellet grill, uh, the Wild Game blend. I think there's a cherry blend that I've used too, but okay, it, it didn't seem to make a, a big difference because that that Italian dressing is probably the most overpowering part of it. And then you get a little bit of that smoke from this, the, the pellet grill too. Uh, but right. as soon as it hits temp, I'll take it out and I'll, I'll wrap it in tin foil and just kind of let it cool a little bit on its own. It'll actually continue to cook a little bit wrapped in that mm-hmm. foil. And I'm not a, a gourmet chef by any means, but I'll usually whip us up some, some stuffing or, you know, some corn or some mashed potatoes to go along with it. And we'll eat it as a meal like that. But if I cook quite a bit that we can't finish, it's super, super good if you thin slice it and eat it cold the next couple of days. Okay. And that's my son's favorite way to eat it is he likes eating it cold. And I would cook, you know, a couple birds at a time that the breast from a couple birds at a time and, and put it in the <laughs> fridge. And that's all he would want to eat. And he would eat a, a whole, at, even at two years old, he would eat a whole breast all by himself. <laughs> and he doesn't, that's awesome. he's not a super big eater. And like I said, he was kind of picky at the time. And, and for him to, you know, to constantly want that and to eat that for every meal, we ran out of turkey pretty quick, unfortunately, but yeah. he's, he's pretty excited th- this year that he gets to kind of eat one that, that he got to harvest now too. So that's a pretty cool deal, but no, man, that's one of my all-time favorite recipes. Uh, I use that same kind of method for uh, mixing it up every once in a while with with deer backstraps and stuff like that. I'll cut them into steaks and marinate okay. that Italian dressing. Um, I got to give a shout out to my buddy Matt Lee over in in Montana because he's the one that kind of turned me on to using that as as a marinade because I'd never done that before, you know, before a couple mm-hmm. of years ago, and then I started applying it to to other things other than just. Uh, you know, he used it on elk back straps. So I started Ooh, yum. on deer and then I tried it on turkey. And like I said, the other big thing is the rosemary. I use rosemary quite a bit when I'm cooking chicken breast. So I thought, oh, you know, I like the flavor there. So maybe that'll be good on, on turkey too. And something about that combination, okay. man, it is absolutely unbelievable. And I haven't met a single person that doesn't think it tastes 10 times better than anything you can buy at the store. Wild turkey gets, okay. gets kind of a knock sometimes that it's, you know, people don't think it's it's that great of a of a cut of meat, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. I know my son sure wouldn't either. He absolutely. <laughs> so you know, my daughter really d- digs um, uh, what is it? Uh, biscuits and gravy. Yeah, with with venison, oh, and it's man. like she just absolutely loves it. So it's like, I, you know, it's like as as a parent, as your as your child's growing up, it's like I try. I like as soon as she got a full set of teeth, I was introducing her to pheasant, rabbit, uh, turkey, yeah. and everything that anything that was wild. So this way that she get, get, gain a food power yeah. for. So this way that when she gets older, it's like she already has an impression of it. So and so far, she likes everything. She has a little sensitivity about spices, like too much garlic yeah. or pepper. So it's 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 a give and take with that right there on how to play with it. So it's like I have to kind of make one to her suiting fitting and then then everybody else is, is the way i cook it because the way i do it it's like if they don't like it i'm gonna eat it anyway <laughs> yeah. so but i i think i might because before we started before we hit the record but i was talking to you about my upcoming dinner event i might try yeah. the the uh thousand island. i think that sounds like a good way to really mix things up yeah no man like i said it's and i don't know how widely used that is in in the cooking industry or you know the outdoor game preparation industry either but when he told me to try it, I was like, I soak in my deer meat and, and Italian dressing. I was like, what? You know, this didn't sound right. But after I did it once, it, it I think it's a lot to do with the vinegar too. It kind of breaks down the molecules of the, of the meat a little bit. So it tenderizes it a little bit. 
and yeah, and it holds that flavor in. And man, it's deer backstraps, elk backstraps, turkey, antelope. You know, I've, I've, I've cooked antelope with it before too. And anything I've tried it on, man, it's absolutely incredible. It just enhances mm-hmm. that, that wild game flavor and takes it to a whole new level. So yeah, you gotta, yeah, cause I'll, I've used thousand. I've used a um Italian dressing for just regular chicken, and, and, and I, I would actually go one step further. I would actually fill the bag up with it with the chicken yep. meat that I was gonna do, and I'd make a me do a meal prep out of it. Yeah. And so this way, as a as a as a thawed, all the it just like everything would just work together. Yeah. You, you are it's so, but it's like now you give me inspiration to try it on different cuts of meat because like I know that no chickens is a is a solid, it's a go to, but yeah. it's like I I want to try this. I want to try this out with a couple of my uh, my father in law. He does uh, jalapenos with his turkeys oh, and, yeah. and a bunch other degrees and it's like if you do it just right man oh it's so good there's zero leftover zero yeah well all i gotta say is chris ham man if it don't turn out don't come looking for me <laughs> i'll do my best to, to go with that so man and then do you by chance have any uh desserts that your son likes that that you like to prepare something different instead of in an oven he's kind of like i am he's got a major sweet tooth and there isn't a dessert that we don't like but I think our all-time favorite, man, is we like the uh, the fudge brownie, warm front fudge brownie ice cream combo for dessert. That's that's our go-to. Ooh, yeah, you can't you can't go wrong with that, man. <laughs> yeah, but when it comes to that turkey, there's usually no room for dessert because he's that's all he wants to eat. So the dessert comes for another meal. <laughs> No kidding. So, um, if you could please send me that recipe, I'd yeah. like to be able to post, post on it. So this way, that if somebody else is in a situation like we're two dads and want to cook something for our yeah. kids, you know, it's like that'd be fantastic. Especially one we don't have, you, you get a chance to experiment and stuff like that. All right, well, thank you for coming on the podcast, Justin. It's been a it's been a pleasure talking to you. I had a lot of fun. I did too, man. I really appreciate you having me on and, and get the to talk hunting and, and cooking and all the. The fun stuff that goes with with hunting in the outdoors. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, excellent, man. So, uh, and anyways, guys, make sure you check out his uh, his YouTube channel uh, uh, with John Fisto or Justin Fisto John yep. on YouTube, and and I'll post the link in the the show notes this way you can find it. And who knows, you may find a recipe or two that he. Or do you have any videos of you preparing in the food? I don't, but I think you gave me a little inspiration. I'll have to throw a little video together when we cook some turkey up here pretty soon and get that up there so you guys can see how I do it too. That's fantastic because uh, one of my other previous guests, he did el- uh, uh, venison or uh, whitetail heart tacos, and he oh, and uh, we he did a, we did it in conjunction. It's like he made he cooked it Thursday. This pot the as as, as my uh, listeners are aware, this podcast comes out on Fridays, so it's like it was ready to go. Yeah. So it's like I, I want to get some I want to get some heart now to try it out. I think it'd be fantastic. That's awesome. All right, well, thank you, Justin, for coming on. Really appreciate it. You're welcome.